This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report for a dynamic Martin Luther King Day. And believe it or not, America is colorblind. I am not racist. Neither is Donald Trump. Uh, the gaffe that was supposedly there has not been proven by other members or listening in that meeting. He wants to have merit-based uh, immigration. And we're going to talk about that with Josh today. America is probably the least racist nation on the planet, and, neither, and, and Donald Trump as well. And the fact that Democrats want to politicize this when we really need to come to an immigration uh, answer, the DACA kids, actually Trump actually extended their ability to refile because he doesn't want them to be removed. These are people that are EMTs, they're nurses, they're military service personnel. They're not people that we want to kick out of the country, and we want to make sure we have a merit-based system so that we don't repeat DACA down the road. And, uh, Josh, are you there? having Skype troubles. Okay, well, we'll try to connect my phone to uh, Josh if, if the Skype isn't working properly. Uh, maybe I can try Skype and see if I can get Josh. I don't know. We'll just see. Um, yeah, it's uh, to me it's, it's interesting how uh, all this technology, sometimes it works good and sometimes it doesn't. I had my operating system got corrupted, so I had my main computers in for some repairs, which is kind of okay. Uh, let's go over the main things that are going on right now. The immigration, uh, we have, the, of course, the budget thing that has to be solved by the end of the week. That uh, is very important, especially for the military. You have to have a strong military to respond to be able to negotiate on the other side. And I guarantee you that Trump wants to negotiate. He will negotiate, but he has, a, a, of course, a carrot and a stick. That stick is his, quote, big uh, nuclear button that does work uh, 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 A.K.A. his tweet regarding that with uh, Kim Jong-un. Uh, I can tell you that it's very likely that if they really pushed uh, too hard uh, on the Kim Jong-un side, that his own generals, knowing that the retaliation of America will be devastating, they'll poison him. Uh, jo- Josh, are you there? I am here. Sorry about that. We are Whoa, you're, la- you're loud, though. <laughs> doing? You're doing an update on your computer, too. You're having computer issues as well. Automatically doing an update, so when I went to log in, it automatically logged me out. So yeah, isn't that, that happens with me too. The, Microsoft is getting more and more invasive and controlling. They're liking having a bad mother-in-law. How's that? Without a doubt, exactly. What time are you coming home? When are you going to be here? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me what's your analysis of the so-called potty words, the uh, s-hole words that were talked about by us. Uh, Uh, on the Fox News, I see there's no corroboration of it. I can tell you from knowing people that know uh, Trump personally, he's probably the least racist president we've ever had, Uh, which is kind of amazing. And the fact is he wants merit-based immigration. He doesn't care if they're a black genius from Haiti or Niger. He just wants them here or skill sets or just really hard workers that are, you know, maybe they're good welders. He just wants them here to work in America, make America great again. He doesn't want to to have immigration of drug addicts and criminals like MS-13 and and gang members. He he wants people that want to really strive. And you see that the conditions in America still, 
have the nascent conditions better than any other country, better than Canada, Europe, or anywhere else, to succeed in this country. And what he wants to do is bring those conditions completely back for corporations and individuals, and he's succeeding. No matter whether you like his tweets or not, sometimes I think he's, he inappropriately tweets against, like, for example, that guy Ball. He probably shouldn't have counter-tweeted him when he kind of complained that he didn't get a ride back his son on Air Force One, so he wasn't going to thank President Trump. I mean, come on, your son is yeah, not in a prison in China. I, I, I disagree. He should have said that, and he should have said what he said, because the guy was being ungrateful. He could no, have been I, left uh, there to rot. Well, no, I, I agree with you. I see there's two sides to it. The problem I see is it, if it's around a time when he's doing a really strong message on something he's really accomplished, like, for example, getting rid of ISIS, it takes away from it. Uh, what I think needs to happen is we need to have, uh, how can I say this? You need to have it so it's at least a day or two away from a major issue he's accomplished. This president, Trump, in one year has done more than probably the last three presidents through both double terms. It's just mind-boggling what he's done. Removing yeah, regulations, getting rid of ISIS, strengthening the economy. It's mind-boggling what Trump has done, isn't it? It is. And here's the thing. Let's talk about this S-hole comment. Okay, whether right. it happened or not, it doesn't even matter. I mean, if you look at the majority of uh, presidents in the past, from Richard Nixon to Bill Clinton. I mean, look what Bill Clinton did in the Oval Office. A lot worse than saying the word S-hole. Uh, oh, right. and George W. Bush and Barack Obama had a foul mouth. He got in trouble for cursing out uh, people in the press room. He's been known to have a vulgarity problem himself. So look, all these presidents, they're all human. Even Reagan cursed sometimes. So I just, you know, the whole thing, they're blowing it out of proportion, number one. And number two, let's talk about these asshole countries. 25 of the poorest countries in the entire world, 25, 21 of them are in Africa. 21 of them are in Africa. So, was he way off to say what he said? No, he wasn't. What <laughs> no, he no, no. Saying, if he said it at all, what he was basically referring to is, why can't we bring productive people from other countries that want to make America great again, that want to give to America, instead of taking from the resources and becoming welfare recipients? There's nothing wrong with what he said. No, I agree with him totally. What, I think what's going to happen, he's going to ride over this. The average citizen has got, I call, an IQ excess of 20 to 30 points over the collective media and so-called politicians. Like, they aren't going to show up for the inauguration. And there's four Democrats that aren't going to show. These people are clowns. And they're actually committing suicide to the Democratic Party. Although Nancy Pelosi thinks it's baked in, they're going to get 40 more Congress people. She's delusional. At the rate the Democrats are going with no real leader, no policies to help the average man or woman, and a lot of people are skeptical about the tax thing. I'm skeptical, too, but I honestly think it's going to increase things. For example, um, I don't know, do you know about the issue regarding the deduction for homes uh, in, the, in the high t- high states? What, what's yeah, the state it went on? down. It went, you, well, there's two of them. Are you talking about the one that where they the cut one, it down uh, to 750000 from a million, or are you talking about the one? Yeah, the one that's 750000 which means we're, we're going to be a little bit over that because we're living in Southern California, and our home initially you know, was worth more than that because it's so damn expensive here. Everything's inflated. Right. But still right. it means it's not going to really hurt us. But overall what's going to happen with the tax deductions and the other things is we're going to be ahead of the game. And the average person, when they actually count the dollars in their pockets starting next month, when they're going to last tax. million Americans are going to receive a tax cut. A hundred and four yeah. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's to me, it's 
amazing what happened. So uh, I honestly think that, and then when they see Trump, I mean, that little girl, for example, in the hospital after she was uh, injured by those uh, superstorms in Florida, she says, I thought you were not a nice person, but I met you personally. I like you. Remember that little black girl in the hospital in Florida when Trump came by your hospital bed? Yep. And that's what that's what happens when they get to meet Trump face to face. They can say, "This guy's personable. Maybe he's got a uh, blue collar mouth sometimes, like any a lot of other presidents, but he cares about people. He actually puts America and Americans first. He really does." And he actually donates his salary to donate to proper causes. That's what's amazing. People don't even know that. They're doing it, for example, just signing all this big uh, thing today, Martin Luther King Day. And I can't believe it that the, the black people don't give this guy kudos. He's the best friend of black people, including the previous black president we supposedly had. Didn't advance the rights for black people or exactly. inner cities. He didn't do a damn thing for Obama. Trump is doing everything for the blacks. Black That's why. employment is down. Uh, black manufacturing for businesses and small businesses and loans and things like that are way up. And the bottom line is... He's done more for the black community in one year than Obama, a black president, did in eight. Well, that's because Obama always was the smartest man in the room, even when he was a moron, didn't have any qualifications or, or experience. And Trump doesn't act that way. He acts like, hey, if I don't know, I want to absorb it. I'll get 20, 30 experts, and then he'll analyze and decide for himself. He won't even accept the decision of generals or financial people who are telling him to do stuff, even people that are supposedly super qualified. He just listens to it all and says, no, I'm not going to do that. We're going to do this. And that's what I think ticked off Bannon, because Bannon was a control freak and wanted to control Trump. He says he's on the Trump train, but really he wants to be at the Bannon train. That's what the problem is. He's the Bannon train. Trump is his own man, isn't he? He is, and I don't believe that that train exists. Uh, you know, I don't have a disparaging mark for, for Steve Bannon. I actually no, no, don't. I, don't, I, I don't too. I, I think the problem was. Well, I think he's a patriot, yeah. He himself with what he said. Yeah, he did. He hurt himself. And I think he can recover. It may take some time. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about the the meeting you were talking about that we won't need to get into uh, in this segment. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm uh, honored and humbled to be a guest speaker at the South Carolina Tea Party Convention. Uh, it's an annual convention in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. This year we're having it at the Crown Resort. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. And it's going to be top, top-notch speakers um, Senator David Perdue, Lieutenant Colonel Buzz Patterson, Daniel Greenfield, uh, Claire Lopez, uh, Corey Lewandowski, James Mitchell, Thomas Fitton, uh, Joe Dugan, Admiral Ace Lyons, Dr. Peter Pry, Evan Sayed, Gordon Chang, Ambassador Henry Cooper, Kevin Shipp, Stephen Coughlin, John Guandano, Donna Fiducia, Anne Marie Morell. Uh, the list goes on and on. Morgan Brittany, Sonia Sasser, Trevor Loudon, Susan Shattuck, Bill Finley, Bill Mitchell. I mean, we're talking some of the best speakers out there. They're all going to be there. Folks, go to www.southcarolina.com. 
TeaPartyCoalition.com, all one word, South Carolina TeaPartyCoalition.com. Tickets are available. It's an incredible event. We've got to get together. We've got all these great speakers in one area, and we are going to rock the house. We're going to talk about uh, politics, but we're going to talk about what's truly going on in America. We're going to take the filters off. We're going to be unfiltered. And we're going to be unapologetic. Every single person that is going to be speaking, I guarantee you, you will learn something. So, again, go to South Carolina Tea Party Coalition dot com. I'll be one of the uh, speakers there as well. And uh, I can't wait. It's this coming weekend. Is it all going to be recorded so that people can log in and go to a site and listen to all the different speakers? Yes, it will It'll be live streamed. I believe Breitbart is also live streaming it, and a couple of others are live wow. streaming as well. So this is going to be all around the world. Uh, and it's going to be tap three times with four fingers instead of touch gestures. Yeah, yeah, narrator. Drag okay. a single finger around. Yeah, that's nothing. It's just my computer acting up. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that's all. I just wanted to Volume tell people down. if you want to buy tickets, you can go to South Carolina Tea Party Coalition.com. Uh, I'll be interviewing the executive director on my show tomorrow. His name is Joe Dugan, so we'll be putting out uh, more information pertaining to the Tea Party convention there. It's a big deal, folks. I mean, just the last convention, the keynote speaker was President Trump or candidate Trump at the time. So major, major players. Uh, this is a big deal. Now, uh, what do you think will come out of this uh, this meeting? Because obviously uh, the sound bites, the articles written afterward, uh, this is in a sense going to be able to set an agenda that the Congress, Senate, and the President can respond to because these are people that are in a sense analyzing the, the heartbeat of what America wants because honestly people have to understand the President's just acting on, acting on the wishes of the people. So when the Democrats, and I think it was up to 58 of them, want to impeach the President, they're impeaching the people, not the President. They're impeaching the rights of the people to decide whether they're black, white, Hispanic, whatever, to enrich the lives and make people more safe in our country. That's what they're impeaching. They're not impeaching Donald Trump. Donald Trump is doing this and donating his money. And this is to him, to be honest with you, an aggravation, which is why if Oprah has any sense, she won't want to do this dirty job. She should talk to Mike Rowe and say, hey, Mike, is this the dirtiest job that you've ever seen, whether you're cleaning out latrines or changing oil and getting oil all over your head to toe? Yeah. The president is the dirtiest job in America, isn't it? It, it, it definitely is. I mean, it's, you know, you think about it, if God forbid Trump was not president and let's say, uh, I don't know, Ted Cruz or Ben Carson or any one of these others, do you really think that they they would be able to withstand the onslaught that he has faced? Uh, I don't think anybody. I, I, I watched him signing the documents this morning on the Martin Luther King Day, and some idiot was yelling over and over again, are you racist, are you racist? And then he made the statement, I'm the least racist person you've ever interviewed. And you know what? You can tell from the cadence of his voice, he was saying the truth. That's amazing, isn't it? They had the nerve to try to, to, and all these black people around, including, I think, the grandson of Martin Luther King, was standing over him while he signed this document on MLK Day. That's why, for example, all of the parks are free across America, the national parks. There's no fee to get into them. People need to understand that Donald Trump is not racist. Get it. They need to stop this. I think they believe the Russian statement, if you throw enough mud against the wall, it'll stick. No, the mud will turn to dust and blow away. That's what I want to say. 
Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, I think that, you know, the people understand. And look, you know, many, many people in this country right now are going, did he really say that? And if he did, well, you know what? He's really right. I mean, he just says things that we all think. But the bottom line is, do you think it's going to affect everyone? Or is it going to be like, when it comes down to 2020, are they going to be like, well, let's see, my 401k is a hell of a lot bigger. My pension has grown. Uh, I've gotten a tax cut. I'm paying less in taxes. You know, I don't really like the president. He's kind of a, an idiot, and I don't like the way he says things and tweets. But you know what? My personal wealth has grown under this president. You know what? I'm going to give this guy another four years. And, and I hope and pray that that is the, uh, you know, the thought process of many Americans uh, for 2020. But... Again, you, you have everybody against him. All of the media almost is against him. The entire Congress, for the most part, is against, is against him. The deep state is against him. You've got this witch hunt still in the background coming up against him. You've got world leaders trying to take him down and cheat America. So he's literally fighting everyone. He's like Rambo. Really, the president is like Rambo. You ever seen Rambo 2 when he yeah. goes out and he just takes out all the Viet Cong? I mean, that's the president. He's out there yeah. high right I know. jumping Actually, out and people. Do you, know, do you, know what, you know what we should have? We should have a fund to put together to get a cape for him. Because he should have, you know, you should have a big DT, Donald Trump, Prez, on his, on his shirt, like one of those spandex gown things with a, with a cape. Because honestly, he's like a superhero. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. Because a normal person would have an emotional breakdown with this stuff. And he's like 72, and they did a test on him and said, Jesus, health is good. Yeah. What do we do now? I mean, uh, you know, come on. Yeah, he's healthy. You know, <laughs> he's McDonald's, and that's not good. He's drinking all these you know, sugar, sugar drinks. But you know what? I get why he's doing it. He's so deathly afraid of even his own cabinet in the White House poisoning him. That's why he's going out and he's buying McDonald's somewhere, because he doesn't want to get poisoned. I get it. Yeah, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah, it is mind-boggling, and that's why he eats a lot of fast food, because he's so afraid of being poisoned. Uh, you know, he didn't have to do this. That's the thing. You welcome America. This president, he didn't have to do this. He was a billionaire set in his ways, making tons of money. He didn't have to put his life on the line every single day. Well, I, I, I saw him laying, I was laying out all the magazines for the last four decades of how everybody on earth thought this guy is like the best thing since sliced bread. And all these media people that just Googled over him for decades, they just turned on him like a snake saying, you know, the snake and charmer, you know. All of a sudden the snake says, and the media, I'm going to drive my fangs in you now that you are the president. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It is mind-boggling. It just shows you, if he, he must be doing the right thing, he's got all these people against him. He must be right. topics we needed to cover because we're uh, coming up on the agenda of 
Uh, the budget, that budget uh, judgment thing is very, very important. Uh, well, because of the military, because you don't have a position of strength, you can't negotiate to, to neutralize North Korea or even to prevent a trade war with China, which will be devastating to the world economy. Let me tell you what I think we should talk about right now. Number one, I have 5,700 followers on Twitter. I have had 5,700 followers on Twitter for over two years, meaning that my Twitter account, with the amount of activity that it has as it's linked to my Facebook page, anything I put on Facebook goes on to Twitter, has literally stayed the same for two years. I can almost guarantee you that over two years ago, I was a victim of being shadow banned, as we now know through the Project Veritas videos and James O'Keefe, who I had the pleasure of having on my program one time, that they are shadow banning people. They are pushing conservative tweets out of the, out of the uh, feeds. And what they're doing now, we just heard, is they literally are looking at all text messages, including any type of racy or sexual type of messages that anyone may have sent. I certainly never have, but some, sure, some people have. It's all over the Drudge Report right now that they literally know everything about you. They look at your images. They sell that information to uh, companies so that they can track you and they can hound you with ads. Something needs to be done about Twitter. We now know that they have been completely against conservatives. They need to be investigated by the FCC. They need to be investigated by um, Marsha Blackburn and uh, her her, um, committee for, um, for Internet safety. And they need to be shut down. Twitter is... Basically, well, an enemy state. We also need to look at people like Jeff Bezos uh, buying the Washington Post and actually making hits against uh, not only politicians but supporting things like this dossier and other documents to try to actually do a coup against exactly. the government. So, Jeff Bezos, I'm sure that there's going to be a Trump response in 2018, not just against him but against any major billionaire that's in the media, whether they're Silicon Valley or they're selling products. They're going to realize this is not okay in America to, do, to use your money and your political influence to try to start doing things that are against the constitutional rights, not just of the president. Remember, he's just our representative. It's against the people. So when they when they talk about this, he's this black guy Weber uh, trying to, to see if he can impeach Donald Trump, he's impeaching the people. Trump is just a representative. Exactly. No, look, I, I agree with you there, and uh, we've got to end this, you know, this witch hunt and. I've said many times it's very easy to do it. Just appoint a special prosecutor to Mueller, and the whole thing will stop immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, the first prosecutor to deal with the dossier, uh, uh, Uranium One, uh, and the cover-up of 9-11 and all kinds of other issues, there's at least four or five major issues of us now. It's all coming forward with independent investigations, including the Department of Justice and Department of the FBI. And these guys are trying to hide stuff because they know it's going to be a – S-storm that's going to hit these guys. Yeah, exactly. You want to know... Uh, the, the another S-word. Another S-word. How's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, and, you know, he's he's playing with fire by allowing the investigation to continue on and on. I'm not I, sure. I actually agree with Rob Stone, who I interviewed recently, and he agrees that he thinks he's getting really bad legal advice 
And uh, are, therefore, are, 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 you, are you talking about the Mueller's bad, getting bad legal advice or, or Trump? No, I'm talking about President Trump getting bad legal advice from his from his team. I mean, I know Seculo is fantastic and he's excellent, but I'm not sure about the other guys, uh, Ty Cobb, and you know he's been tied to Clintons and things like that. So yeah, I'm not I, sure what's going on if that's uh, you know a setup or something. But as Roger Stone said on my program. Uh, they're leading him into the buzzsaw. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If he doesn't by March, I think, set up an independent council with sessions, aside from the Department of Justice, to go after Uranium One and to start closing it, because I think the statute of limitations is somewhere on this later this spring for Hillary Clinton, because it's five years for all of her dealings as a State Department uh, you know, uh, secretary, uh, and the kickbacks that went to the Clinton Foundation, if they don't close it up by the spring, she's off the hook. I know, exactly. And, and yeah. what's going to happen, and I hope I'm wrong, is they're going to say that they're going to find out that she should have been indicted a month late and go, oh, sorry, folks, move on to other things. Let's heal as a nation and all that other garbage. Uh, no, there's no healing. It's like closing up a wound, uh, an abdomen after you find tumors everywhere and saying, hey, they just close it up and pretend they don't have cancer. No, yeah. you got cancer. Exactly. It's metastasizing. If you don't cut it out and give them, you know, and I would recommend insulin potentiated chemo, not full dose chemo. I call paint by numbers, which will kill you half the time right off the bat. But we need to have what I call geopolitical chemotherapy to the nation, which means remove the tumor, i.e., the, the Obama tumor, which is still growing, by the way, only a few miles from the White House, with its own wall and its own kind of uh, basically coup going on with the media. And Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, and by the way, the Democrats, they're still searching for another celebrity leader. They're hoping The Rock or or, or, or uh, Oprah Winfrey or somebody will be a celebrity to come forward. I can just imagine. Remember the movie for the kids, you know, uh, about him being the kind of like this uh, demigod, you know, The Rock playing the kid movie about the demigod in Hawaii? Uh, it would yeah. be funny. I, I just love to have him singing his way through trying to get elected as a president. And these guys have no idea how complicated being a president. If you don't have a genius-level IQ and are a workaholic, you're not going to do it. You're going to buckle under the structure of the press. Exactly. And, the, and, your, and your own IG, I, I, your own ego. Mostly, you've got to remember, most of these people that are in the media are narcissistic egomaniacs. And if they're manic, like, like Trump, they did a study. 98% of all the CEOs of successful companies in the Fortune 500 are hypomanic. Period means, and if you look at their chemistry and their organic acids and minerals, these people are don't have an off switch. They're like me. The reason why people say, well, "Why are you successful?" I said, "I have to take enough nutraceuticals to go to sleep that would stop a wire on a full charge. I don't have an off switch. I will do anything for anybody. I tell people, if you need help, medical help, you can email or call me seven days a week, even on vacation. I'll call you back anywhere in the world, including from a cruise boat. You need to know." I'm yours, okay, and I'm here trying to tell the truth. That's why I've got great experts like yourself on, because we need to get the truth out. And we're hammering out what I call the collective consciousness of America and the people around the world to make a better world, a world that can survive ecological disasters, thermonuclear war, biological, and these things like AI and robotics, which is coming at us real quick, isn't it? It is. It truly is. And it's just frightening at the speed of which many of these things are happening. Um, you know, you think back to the ATMs, right, the automatic teller machines. You take your card and you stick it in there, you get your money out. 
Well, now you have what? Now you have a chip on your card and you slide it into the machine. Well, what do you think the next step is going to be? Oh, you want to buy groceries? You want to start your car? You want to open up the door? Oh, put your hand over this thing so you've been microchipped. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to let it happen to me. Uh, no. But that's what they're going to do. That's what the globalists are going to do in the next 10 to 15 years to starve us out and force us to have the chip. They're going to say, well, fine, you don't have to have the chip. We won't make it mandatory. But how are you going to buy groceries? How are you going to start well, the I'll, I'll tell you, and I listen to, on Coast to Coast Radio, I listen to Gerald Salente. And sometimes I think Gerald is right on, like he talks about the niche stores are going to survive, despite the big box stores. But he's mostly wrong. Uh, the, the niche stores will survive if they're within walking distance to your home and they're really beautiful and they have special products that are really exclusive and you can't get them anywhere and they're custom made. Yeah, they're going to survive. Everything else is going to go online. <coughs> so the shopping centers are emptied everywhere. Canada, United States, Europe, everywhere. What he's wrong about, and he said he looked at it first, is cryptocurrencies. And you have to understand, he said, well, he's against electronic cash because he said, you know, they'll put a chip in you. It doesn't freaking matter. Uh, when you take cryptocurrencies and you have the latest ruling by the Supreme Court, 2013 to 2015, 14,533 people from a company sold uh, Bitcoin in San Francisco. They're going to ask for your biometrics if you to do anything. It doesn't matter if it's cryptocurrencies or electronic cash, whatever. Once they got biometrics and a cryptocurrency or electronic currencies, whatever, the governments and the banks of the world will take over. You're in a cage, people. Don't believe it. And we're real close. Hi, this is... going in the next few weeks before February? What's happening? Well, look, um, I don't know. I, I think that they're working on the DACA thing, which is going to be a disaster. Uh, I hope and pray that uh, it doesn't work. I know that the S-Storm thing uh, may have put it on hold for a while, so that's a good thing. Um, why don't I they, why don't they divide Twitter and take them down? This is ridiculous. They, they cannot do what they have been doing to me and many others, and they've been doing it for years. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Shadow banning us. Well, I, I see the same thing happen to me with my YouTube account. I was doing a video a few weeks ago with uh, uh, Gilbert, and he's a Christian guy, and we were talking about part three of a video series we were doing. And I haven't even started the video. I was just putting up the text to describe what we're going to talk about. And they blocked me from my live, my YouTube account. So I couldn't even do the live. I can still post up on YouTube. But I couldn't do a live account. And they still blocked me now. It's been my six weeks. And uh, this is how these secure companies are. They see you putting up text. And they can get ticked and just say, that's it, man. We're done. We're done with you. And they just, or you can have hundreds of thousands of hits. And they just kind of take you down and say, that's it. We're chopping you. Yeah. That's what's going on. And people need to understand. And people understand. Once they have a cashless system, and people don't understand, it doesn't matter what form it is, whether it's Bitcoin or some electronic e-currency, whatever, 
Governments and transnational corporations will take the damn thing over and require your biometrics, whether it's a chip in you or just as it says in the Bible, the number of your name or your, or your, you know, your, your, the, the sharagma, they call it in Greek. People don't understand this. Once they have something that you don't have, like for example, like hair bars, which we promote, has actual currency value because it's gold. You have to have something that has value, whether it's a note saying, hey, I own so many lands, acres in Texas. But when you have something that has no value whatsoever, I mean, the best move that Trump could make is to back, let's say, the dollar with, say, oil or gold, something physical that actually has convertible value to it. I mean, the Chinese were smart enough to back the yuan with gold. I'm sure they don't have enough to back all their yuan because their currency is a tiny portion of the total world currency. The dollar right now, I think if Trump is smart because he's already talked about the idea of gold, should back it with something like gold or oil. We're going to be the number one oil and gas producer. Why don't you just back it with oil, gas? Because once you do that, you're no longer tied to the Middle East and Saudi Arabia. You can support and take care of Israel. You can stomp out the rest of these extreme Muslims. You can clear out the mosques here of imams that are teaching their first and second generation Muslim kids not to become terrorists in America. Get them to get a good education, become engineers and doctors, and just kind of Change your Islam to be like a post, you know, a, a modern form of religion that doesn't believe in trying to beat over the head of other people because they don't believe like you. I think people should be able to decide what the hell they want to believe. You know? Yeah, but I doubt that's ever going to happen. I mean, the only one that seems like they're even trying to moderate, I guess, is El Sisi in Egypt and maybe this new prince, whatever, in Saudi Arabia. But look, it's still Islam, and they're still going to yeah, go well, by Sharia yeah, yeah. law. And oh, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. I agree with you totally. Well, I, I have Bill Warner coming on the show tomorrow. And, you know, he's written and rewritten all of the Hadith and Quran and the words of Muhammad. And if you read all this stuff in lineal time, it just slaps you in the face and say, you know what? It's just Islam. Okay? And, right. and, if, you, and if you just read it all, you've got to realize this is a pseudo-religion that's a mind control cult that's dangerous as hell. Period. And yeah, people have to understand, understand no matter where it is, it's always going to mutate into something really noxious for the nation, whether it's Indonesia or America or Europe. In France, where they do their prayers before the Champs-Élysées and in front of major restaurants there at noontime because they're sticking their butts in the air and saying prayers or they have these minarets. Uh, I remember talking to, to uh, one of my guys that's from, from Israel, and he got banned from going to Switzerland, but they did ban these uh, these towers are going to put everywhere. They're going to start blasting out 5:30 in the morning, you know, Alu Akbar and all this other crazy stuff to come to prayer. People don't understand what's going on here. It's not just a control system for what kind of food you eat, but how you treat your wife, and you can beat with them with a stick a certain size, and and you know, rape is not considered uh, abusive. And even in Turkey, they were deciding whether or not it was okay to marry at nine years of age as soon as a girl has a period or 12. And of course, in Turkey, they consider that an adult who could even marry 18, which is even two years older than us, yet this religious party and the guy, Erdogan, thinks it's fine to have teens and preteens getting married. I think it's sick. And people need to understand how sick it is. Just like pederasty in Afghanistan is standard. It's considered part of Islam. You know? It is. And that's what... uh you know, some of the parts of Islam that do not fit Western society. They don't fit any society. It's not just Western, any society. 
Exactly. I mean, no, look, I agree. And I think that uh, people need to understand that it is a political ideology as well as a religion, and it has been overtaken as a political ideology, and that is how it's been spread, much more than the spread of it as a religion. It's been a political ideology. That's how it's been spread through Europe and in Germany and in Spain and Italy and all these other areas. I mean, for goodness sakes, in Sweden, you have people wearing do-not-rape-me bracelets, because of the amount of rape that has been going on. And they change their hair color to black, and they wear scarves and things to cover their, their face and so on, and wearing long and leggings and so on. And how impressive is that? I mean, a country that is known for their blonde bombshells now have to change their hair color or cover up. Why? Because these animals, these 7th century savages... <laughs> are coming into their country unabetted, unvetted, and raping their women. And instead of being tough and throwing them the hell out, what are they doing? Don't rape us. We're going we're gonna to conform to your religion. We're going to conform by covering up. We're not going to be as modest uh, anymore. It, it's so just backwards. And why won't Europe and these European countries grow a backbone and fight back instead of being taken over? That's the sad part. And friends, and they told me they were having short skirts and they were having women show their face and their hair and everything and wearing lipstick back in the 70s before the Ayatollah Khomeini came in. Even during the Shah of Iran, who had his Sabat, which is also acting as an operative for the CIA. And the CIA came in and said to the Shah, say, hey, we're taking you out and we're putting the Ayatollah. People don't know this. The CIA did this. I have Iranian friends who told me, sent me videos, showing precisely that they know in Iran that the CIA put in the Ayatollah and the Mullahs. We did it. Isn't that crazy? Why would we? That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make sense, but again, I think they maintain the dialectic of a conflict so we continue to, to justify interfering in nations. I think that's what it's all about. I think that we decide that we're going to just maintain enough conflict. We can always keep our, our soldiers in there and we're spending blood and money uh, to maintain a conflict. That's what I think the policy of the PNAC is. Don't ever fix things. Don't ever really defeat ISIS. Don't ever change Islam. For example, one thing about this young uh, prince in Saudi Arabia, he's sick and tired of the extreme Islam because he knows that before 1975, extreme Islam didn't exist in Saudi Arabia. It didn't. It's, it's a well, part of the deal that's going on, right? Part of yeah. the deal. I think, um, you know, the Shah of Iran was actually a good thing. I mean, it was Western modernity for... You know, Iran, as you said, and even even Afghanistan and Pakistan back in the 70s were not nearly uh, as clerical and as mullah oriented as they are now. I mean, the women can't do anything. They've got to cover their their heads, their eyes. Even the only thing that comes out is their eyes. So you think about it. How many times it wasn't it actually Saddam Hussein when they were looking for him, they found him dressed uh, with a uh, a full um uh, is Islamic garb in which you could only see the eyes and they found him in that little hut and he was dressed like that they found other parts of his soldiers and his generals dressed like that so when you when you think about it when we actually found Ira uh, Iraqi commanders that we were looking for dressed like that then that means that anybody could go into any area any part of the world dressed like that and be a suicide bomber. We've seen it happen. It's not just the women. The men will dress up uh, and, and hide themselves, and they'll have a suicide vest on. Exactly, and that, in fact, actually makes it more dangerous for us because 
a lot of these people that come into the groups, even around our soldiers and so on, dress like women, but they're actually wearing suicide vests and they're killing our troops. And they're men. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Anyway, we are, uh, as I say, terrorists are us instead of toys are us. We've supported ISIS. <laughs> we changed. We brought in the mullahs, and then we gave them more mullahs so they can arm Hezbollah and attack Israel and our allies. Exactly. That's what mullah means. <laughs> yeah. Give us more mullah, and we'll be bad mullahs. How's that? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Always fun. Hope you have a great uh, meeting. Uh, we'll, we'll be, let's do some video sometime later in the week. And, and that, that big uh, talk is coming up. When, what day? It's going to be um, Friday and Saturday and Sunday is when the convention is. Wow. Send me all the links and I'll post it up. Take care.